1: You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. Download at the or wherever you get your podcasts from. <sighs>
0: stars fans it's jeff k public address announcer for your dallas stars and you're listening to starcastic remarks part of the hockey podcast network go stars hello welcome back to starcastic remarks and alongside my brother who is on the phone here tonight my name is ryan chambers we are the official dallas stars podcast of thpn please go and use that promo code thpn the next time you use DraftKings, or Raycon Services. We appreciate them being our sponsor of this episode of this podcast and all of THPN. Uh, Tonight was a fun one, guys. And unfortunately, the Stars are on the losing end of this tonight. They lose in the first overtime tonight by a final score of 5-4. to Yanni Gorge, the one who puts it away about seven minutes in. And in my opinion, this was arguably... The mo the single greatest performance by an individual player in Dallas Stars history, and it was absolutely one hundred percent wasted tonight. Um, Chris, how are you doing, bud? Let's just make sure people can actually hear you.
1: I'm doing good. The I was at the game, so I was able to talk a little bit to the atmosphere, and it was it was crazy in there. Even when the Stars were doing extremely bad in the second period, the the building was just waiting to blow up the whole time. So fans did our job unfortunately we weren't able to get the the fifth one i guess Pavelski needed the puck a little bit more
0: so for you tonight what was like the the biggest difference the biggest takeaway out of tonight's game because for me there is an obvious one but i'll let you have the floor first
1: the the biggest difference to me was the, the puck battles every time the puck was along the boards every single time the kraken came away with it i mean and that was especially true in the first and second period. I mean, the Stars could not win a singular puck battle, and the fourth check of the Kraken was all over our blue liners. Our blue liners were probably the worst part of our game, and a game that had a lot of bad parts. So definitely the, the puck battles and the fourth check from the Kraken. I'm
0: going gonna, I'm gonna to push back on you a little bit with the fact that there was a lot of bad things that happened tonight. There was one bad thing, and it led to several different things, in my own opinion. there were I thought the Stars had a lot of good things tonight. And I just think they just weren't ready. I I, I think they, just like uh, the first uh, couple of games, it was yeah, a couple of games in the first round series, they, they just weren't ready to go. And unfortunately, uh, Ottinger was not really able to kind of save their bacon tonight just because of the fact that and I your, your your point is kind of the same one that I was thinking, but it was I'm specifically, Chris, looking at the four check. I feel like the four check was just absolutely relentless by the Seattle Kraken. And I, I know a lot of stars fans were thinking, oh well, we got we got the Seattle Kraken in a, instead of the Colorado Avalanche. Yay. And I was very quick to ring the bell and say, hey, hold on like let's pause this for a second because the seattle team i think is a lot better than a lot of stars fans are giving it credit for and i think they showed everybody not just stars fans but everybody tonight that they're a force to be reckoned with so what do you what do you think overall of like the idea that dallas stars fans had of the seattle kraken
1: i mean i don't think anyone took them for granted i mean they were very good especially their their full team play was on full display tonight i mean every single line was rolling their first four goals there was only one player that had more than one point i mean they really spread out the offense just like they have all season long um but i i I really I, i don't think the stars had a good game i mean if you have only one guy scoring all four goals that's really awful the end of the first period was terrible a breakdown like that just can't happen i mean sure ottinger should should make one of those saves for us but none of those are on R fully there's not like he made a bad save in there um and to to go that entire second half of the third period and not be able to put one home other than joe pavelski i mean that's a deficiency on the first line even a deficiency on the on the ben johnson line i mean both one of those lines has to score a goal if you're not going to win a game with both of those lines being held to zero
0: so let's go ahead and talk about the forward lines because you kind of talked about it very briefly. Kind of surprisingly, and I, I saw this mentioned a couple of times this morning on Twitter, Joe Pavelski actually comes back into the game. Obviously, that's a big storyline. and But he doesn't come in playing with Jason Robertson and Rope Hintz. He comes into the game playing with Max Domi and Mason Marchment. Now, how do you look at... That move by Pete DeBoer, because you could look at it one of two ways. You could look at it and say Joe Pavelski was the only offense we had tonight, and it was a brilliant move to put him with Max Domi because Max Domi set him up three times, I think, tonight. Or you could look at it and say if he was on the top line with Hints and with Robertson, maybe they actually have a chance to win the game. But Which way are you leaning? Because I'm seeing a lot of Stars fans talk about that uh, across social media right now
1: you should not be blaming Pavelski being on the third line for the first line, not scoring. the first line scored the entirety of last series. They have every capability to score. They need to score one goal. I mean, it is not, there's no way you can pin that on Pavelski being on the other line. He scored four goals on that line. I mean, and that was partially due to some exceptional play by Domi tonight. who was outstanding. I mean, it was really a brilliant move putting past there. It, it sheltered minutes and obviously worked out extremely well, some amazing chemistry. So, yeah, you you shouldn't blame Felcy being on a different line for those for our top two players not performing. That's their fault. That is not the fault of a coach or a decision or anything like that.
0: Hintz had his chances, and I actually thought for a second that in the overtime period that Hintz was going to be one of the ones that maybe he would have a chance to finish it off for the Dallas Stars and get the Game 1 win, but unfortunately he doesn't. But what I really want to talk about is a a couple of players in general. And the first one is Robo Robo was kind of a a ghost tonight. And again, I'm, I'm tooting my own horn when I not toot my own horn. That's not the right thing to say, but he is still not being visible at all in the playoffs. When, when we need him to be big, when we need something to happen, when we need that punch in the gut, something like that, he's not the one that has been doing it. And this was a, we always, we've been saying for the past two and a half weeks now is, oh, this is a perfect time for Robertson to show, to finally get into this, this playoffs, or this is a perfect time for him to get into the series. This is a perfect time for him to get into a game that we didn't deserve to win, but still win because he is Jason Robertson and he's able to score those kind of things. Uh, you were actually there tonight. Did you see him being a a force to be reckoned with tonight? Was he making good plays? I mean, what do you think of his play in game one tonight?
1: Uh, I I agree. He was he was not good enough. And the more frustrating thing is that being in the building tonight, he had every opportunity to do stuff. He had lots of different chances for him to be able to make a play, and he never made one. I mean, he's he's getting pucks along the boards. He, he's whipping them on stick handles i mean pucks hopping over his stick and like you can't believe him on that but you kind of can't i mean you're a good player you're finding a way to corral that puck and take it to the net so yeah he had opportunities to be that guy and he wasn't able to do it again
0: let's talk about uh ottinger for a second because uh, again th- this is another thing that i feel like you can look at one of two ways honestly you could look at him and say uh, he let in four goals. That's the first time he's really done that in the playoffs and first time he's done it in a, in one period. He is, is very rare for Ottinger to give up this many goals in one period, but he did. But then after that, he completely shut the door and ba- and kept the stars in the game. There was an opportunity. There were several opportunities where he got lucky. Like the, when they hit the post in the third period, it could have been five to two, but then he also made some key stops down the stretch, especially in the second and third period, that allowed Joe Pavelski to go and score those two goals and to make, get the game tied and to send it to overtime and, and that sort of thing. So I'm actually very curious because I don't know what your opinion is on Ottinger's play tonight, but which way are you leaning? Are you leaning on the fact that this was just kind of a fluke, or are you just, are you kind of worried about his play moving forward in the series?
1: Uh, I was definitely worried about it i mean the the three goals in one minute that's when you need a big stop by your goaltender and, and we always talk and and boast about how great of a playoff goaltender he is and how flush he is and i I don't know i just didn't I didn't see that save I mean we talked about the the game four save that he made the dying seconds of the of the game and i, I didn't I didn't see one of those from otter tonight I, I think he needs to help us win more and he, it, it kind of felt like he was a passer.
0: I disagree with you a little bit because I I think he honestly kept us in the game tonight. Now, could he have been better? Obviously, yes. But and the the three goals. I just don't
1: know, like, what's a save? What 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 save kept us in the game that he made? I mean, the biggest one I can think of was the one that hit the post in the second period, and that's not due to Otter.
0: Well, he was still there to make the to make the save on the rebound after that shot. And I mean, like I said, he, he sometimes you just have to be a little bit lucky in the playoffs. He got a little bit lucky. And I thought he played really, really well in the second and third period. Um,
1: well, well, as, getting lucky is not credit to Otter. I don't think. I, I mean, I can't point at one save and say that was a great save by Otter that kept us in the game.
0: And the, and that's also what I was going to point out too is it, he didn't make like otherworldly saves like he did in Game Four against the Minnesota Wild. But he played. I thought he played very, very good. He didn't play world beater like he did then. But. I I don't feel like it's fair to criticize him as much as I think you are because of what he's been doing for the stars this entire playoff series. And and, you go ahead. You, You sound like you want to say something. Go ahead. Hey, guys, this is Ryan here. Let's face it. With coffee starting at $5, yes, even without any customizations, and our bank account somehow always depleting, we are officially entering a dupe session. Most products do the same thing, but are priced differently solely based on the brand name. So a good duplicate, or a dupe, is crucial for getting the highest quality at the best price. One dupe you definitely shouldn't sleep on is Raycon wireless earbuds. Raycon is premium audio at the perfect price point, so you can listen to what you want, when you want, and without breaking the bank. If you were to lose your Raycon earbuds, they're not as expensive as some other earbuds out there that I'm not going to name. So you don't have to feel bad about them as much when you do lose them. So they are on the cheaper side, and they're also great, great quality. Raycon's mission, however, is to prove that you shouldn't have to pay an arm and a leg for quality sound and essential smart tech listening features. You can get a pair and a spare, And still pay less than you would with some of those other more big-name tech brands out there. And you know who I'm talking about. Raycon knows that in this economy, every purchase needs to be perfect. They offer buy-now, pay-later options. And right now, you can pay as low as $18 at checkout. They have an easy and free return guarantee. They offer two years of product protection insurance for just a few bucks. They offer free domestic shipping and flat-fee international shipping as well. And here's the best thing. They have over 50,000 five-star reviews. That's how you know you're getting a really good quality product. Some of the other features on these earbuds are just absolutely incredible. I love the noise isolation because with three kids, sometimes it's just nice to escape the world for just a second and not worry about anything else that is going on, although my wife would probably say that's not a good thing. But anyways, the other thing that I really like about these is they have custom gel tips as well. And... With my ears, how they are, I have very small, tiny, itty bitty, like elf ears. So it's very hard for me to find like gel tips that actually fit well, but these do, and it's fantastic. I love it. Go to buyraycon.com/thpn today to get fifteen percent off your Raycon order. That's buyraycon.com/thpn to score fifteen percent off. Buy Raycon dot com slash thpn. Light the lamp during the hockey playoffs with DraftKings Sportsbook. Right now, new customers can make a five dollar bet and score one hundred and fifty dollars in bonus bets instantly. I'm gonna be paying close attention to the lines and odds on the DraftKings Sportsbook app for the Seattle Kraken and the Dallas Stars series obviously but I'm also looking forward to the Carolina Hurricanes and the New Jersey Devils series as well. Canes is kind of like my second team, I'll, I'll be honest. I like them a lot. But anyways, download the DraftKane Sportsbook app now and sign up with the code THPN. New customers can make a $5 hockey playoff bet and score $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's code THPN, only at DraftKane Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. In Massachusetts, call 800 327 5050 or visit gambling In New York, call 877 8 H O P E N Y or text H O P E N Y. In Kansas, call 1 800 522 4700 on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for offer details. See DraftKings.com slash book for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources.
1: The Stars need that, though. I mean, you're not going to win a playoff series unless your goaltender's playing very well. Grubauer made some insane saves in that overtime. I mean, I can think of three off the top of my head that Grubauer made saves to keep them in that game, and I, I can't think of one for, for uh, Otter. So, yeah, maybe compared to the stuff he did earlier in the in the season, it, it may not be fair, but tonight he was beat. Grubauer beat
0: him. And that's fair. That's fair. When when we needed a big save, Grubauer was the one who did it, and it was not Ottinger who did it for us. So I think that's fair. Uh, let me. T- you, you brought up the three goals in 52 seconds or three goals in one minute or whatever. Did you actually – I think you have to give – Credit to the Seattle Kraken a little bit, I I think, regardless of how you feel about those three goals. But I really feel like that that's like an outlier and that's a one-time thing and that's not going to happen again. Is is that a fair assumption on my part, uh, Christian?
1: I mean, yeah. Now that it did happen, I mean, but it was a total breakdown by the blue liner. Every every single time you found a defenseman on all three of those goals, that was wildly in. Ridiculously out of position. I mean, on all three of those goals, I wasn't able to, to, to go back and check exactly who it was on those yet since I'm driving back right now. But I mean, it, the the blue liners were terrible in that first period. They were really bad.
0: And let's go ahead and that, that was going to be another talking point. I wanted to d- discuss with you. So I, I'm still in the belief that if it ain't broke, don't fix it. All right. What wasn't broke was the fact that Joel Hanley was playing okay and he was playing well enough to where we didn't notice him, which is exactly what he should be. And if we don't notice him, that means he's doing his job well. We noticed a lot of several blue liners tonight. And one of those was Colin Miller. Colin Miller was was rough tonight. I Before I let you talk about Colin Miller, I do want to point out that Hawk and Paw and Lindell, in my opinion, were way worse than either the first pairing or the third pairing tonight. Um, but I'll let you go ahead and talk about Miller's play tonight and then give me your take on that second D pairing tonight, because I honestly thought they were probably the worst part of this team tonight.
1: Yeah, I mean the choice to slot Miller is interesting. I get what the board is trying to do. Even when Hanley was in, he still wasn't playing a lot of minutes. So you're trying to to give those minutes, spread those minutes out a little bit more along the blue, among the blue liners. If Miller's playing well, then we can trust him for 12, 13 minutes. But he wasn't. So in those first two periods, he was really a defensive liability, and we were trying to hide him in our lineup. Um, luckily, he played a lot better in the third period and overtime. But I mean. Two of the first three goals are on Miller. I, I don't recall which ones they were, um, but he played extremely bad in the first two periods. He was a total liability. Um, and Lindell. I know Hakanpaa was one of the one of the other three um, in that first period where he was already up the ice when the Kraken ha- had a good forecheck and got the got the puck back and got it in front. So that was. Him being at position, I don't recall Lindell at all, though. Um, but yeah, the blue line was back.
0: Yeah, and, and what did we talk about with uh, Joey from the Kraken Pod, Chris? We talked about what is, and you mentioned it before I even could. If you look at the Dallas Stars and on paper, what is the thing that you can say? Look at the clink in the armor and and kind of exploit that, and that's the defense. And the defense has been pretty solid overall especially in the first round series they were they were pretty solid but tonight the kraken really made them look stupid and made them look really really bad um just to give you some and i think the was out coached in that regard
1: because i mean the kraken came out and that's what they attacked they attacked our blue line and their ability to move the puck in our own zone their forecheck was all over us, and I I don't think that was that was a mistake. I mean, I mean that, that, that that forecheck was designed to go after the weak spot of this team, and they did a very good job
0: of it. When the as the game went on, I would argue that the breakouts, which were atrocious in the first period, we could not get out of the zone to save our lives, and maybe even in the second period you could say, but I thought as the game went along that. Dallas was able to get their breakouts better. They were playing better defense as the game went forward. Uh, would you agree with that or would you disagree with that?
1: Yeah, that's definitely true, especially in the third period when all the momentum was going away. It, it took a Joe Pavelski goal out of nowhere, but after that happened, we were we were really going downhill.
0: Well, okay, and just uh, back to some of the stats I wanted to point out. So Yanni Paw, Colin Miller, And Essa Lindell. Essa Lindell ends the night with two penalty minutes. He has one hit, and he's a minus three, an absolute minus three. That is team worst. And on the opposite side, you've got Yanni Hockenpah, who ends the night as a minus two. And then Colin Miller ends the night with a minus one. And, again, I know that we don't like to talk about plus minus when it comes to long term. But when you look at one game, which is what we're doing tonight, I mean the that stat alone says it all.
1: Yeah, I don't. I, I'm not gonna concede anything to plus minus because I think Lindell's out there against some of the better players from the Kraken. But yeah, I, I don't. I don't think the blue line was good. I just don't.
0: I just don't think you can look at Hawk and Paw and look at Miller and say, oh, well they suck, and then as a Lindell didn't. He had a he had probably the worst game I think I've seen in several months from him, and and, and I'm not just saying that because of the minus three. I, I'm really not. It, it was just his general play. He took a he took a really bad penalty that really actually was a bad penalty, and then he was getting outworked and he was reaching for pucks. He wasn't by far the the worst Dallas Stars player tonight. Yeah,
1: I, I just don't agree. That's fair. Right. <laughs> I think Miller was much worse.
0: Okay. Okay, so anything else that I haven't mentioned that you think needs to be mentioned?
1: Nope. I got to wrap it up real quick here, too.
0: Okay. All right. So we will wrap it up here real quick. A um, couple questions for game two real quick. Do you bring in Joel Hanley and take out Colin Miller? Quick yes or no?
1: Uh. I don't know. Miller a really good, very tough question. I would say yes.
0: Okay, I would say yes as well. Would you take Pavelski and put him back on the top line and throw Sagan back on the third line? He scored four goals. Stupid question. No. <laughs> All right. And biggest winner, biggest loser for you tonight, Chris?
1: Boy, I wonder who the biggest winner is. I have to say Joe Pavelski. Uh... Biggest loser. I'm still on Miller. He he played better in the third period, but I mean the the first his first three shifts were some of the worst de- defense I've seen the Stars play.
0: I'll give uh, a couple of biggest winners since obviously the big one is Joe Pavelski. Uh, he was absolutely fantastic. He's the first guy to score four goals in a long time in the playoffs. The guy is 38 years old and he's doing it. And not to mention he just had a concussion. He just came back from a concussion. And, but I want to give two other little biggest winners, if that makes any sense. One to Johnston, who looked like a demon possessed uh, at the end of the third period. It looked like he was going to try and end the game right then and there. And then another biggest winner I want to give to is Ryan Suter. Ryan Suter, I thought was pretty, pretty good tonight. And uh, I guess for my biggest loser, I'll just give it to. The the bottom four. Uh, I'll give it to Hawk and Paul, uh, Essa. No, I'll, I'll give it to three: Essa, Colin, and Yanni. I thought Thomas Harley did okay, to, did pretty well tonight as well. So, okay, uh, Chris, anything else? Nope. Okay, all right. Those of you that are listening on the podcast side later, we appreciate you guys listening to us. Uh, please consider leaving a five star review if you liked what you heard here tonight. Stars will be back in action on Thursday, and it's going to be another 8:50 start, of course, because the NHL hates the Central Time Zone for some reason. I don't know why. Um, but it. Thank you for thank those of you. Thank you to those of you, sorry, who are listening live. We got 20 right now, and at one point we were up to like 35, I think. So thank you all for doing that, and y'all are insane. It's 12:47 at night. Go to bed, crazy insanity people. And uh, as always, please go and check out com. That's our website, all the latest information there. Thanks to our d- sponsors, DraftKings and Raycon. Use that promo code THPN. Alongside Chris, who's on the phone. My name is Ryan. We will catch you guys on the flip side, and we hope you guys have a good, fantastic morning, afternoon, evening, whenever you guys are listening, and we will be back with you guys again on Thursday. See you guys later.